Today, we remember the lost. We commit ourselves to the safety of the living, and we pledge that we shall never waver from defending our nation and its people. Analysis from Michael O'Hanlon of Brookings coming up, 11 o'clock. After a suspension, a high-ranking police official is out in Montgomery County. I'm Kate Ryan. is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. President Biden says one of the masterminds behind al-Qaeda attacks, including 9-11, has been killed in a U.S. drone strike in Afghanistan. Mr. Biden says in announcing the death of Ayman al-Zawahiri... families who lost fathers and mothers, husbands, wives, sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, friends and co-workers on that searing September day. It is my hope that this decisive action will bring one more measure of closure. More from CBS News military consultant Jeff McCausland. Now we're hearing the leadership of al-Qaeda in June of 2011 following the killing of Osama bin Laden by American Special Operations Forces in Pakistan. There has been a $25 million reward posted by the United States State Department for information leading to his capture. At least 37 people have died in eastern Kentucky flooding, and Governor Andy Bashir says hundreds are still unaccounted for. Like many others, Reed Miller's home is in bad right shape. Right now, there's still two foot of water in there. The refrigerator's turned upside down. The stove's turned over. The deep freezer's upside down. The washer and the dryer's laying on their back. The beds is floated around the room. More heavy rain has led to new flooding in the region. With more than 80 square miles burned, Northern California's McKinney Fire near Oregon is the largest, state's largest wildfire so far this year. At least two people have died. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports from California. Thunderstorms are now moving into the fire area in Northern California. The rain is helping firefighters, but dry lightning strikes could be disastrous. I think the biggest thing for us to think about is how dry these conditions are. Every strike has a greater potential right now to start a fire. Does Thousands of people are still unaccounted for, and the sheriff's office tells me it's their priority to now track down every lead. The first defendant to stand trial on charges stemming from the U.S. Capitol attack is sentenced to seven years in prison. CBS's Scott McFarland. Guy Reppet's case was distinctive from the start. He was accused of having a gun on his waist and a tactical helmet when he confronted police. The sentence from the judge here at federal court was seven years, three months. Prosecutors had sought 15 years, but outside court, Reppet's daughter disagreed with the sentence and says if her father is to serve seven years, in her words, Donald Trump should serve life. Local media in Taiwan has reported that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will make a visit to the island on her trip through Asia this week. Beijing has warned against it. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says previous speakers have visited the island. Congress is a, an independent, co-equal branch of government. The decision is entirely uh, the speaker's. The U.S. begins a court battle against the merger of publishing giants Penguin Random House and Simon & Schuster, which is owned by CBS News owner Paramount. The government's star witness, author Stephen King. This is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. 11.03 on Monday evening, August 1st. Parts of Montgomery, Fairfax, and Loudoun counties under a severe thunderstorm warning until 11.15. And good evening to you. I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour.
breaking news. At least one person is dead, five others hurt after a shooting at an apartment complex in Northeast D.C. tonight. It happened around 8.30 on F Street at 15th Street. Of those individuals that were shot, they have all been taken to area hospitals. They are all adult males. Uh, at this time, uh, we do not have a lookout that we're ready to give to the public uh, for a vehicle or a person, uh, but we are investigating this matter. That is D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti. He says uh, there, again, that the victims are men and their conditions are not known at this time. Police are expected to provide more information later. We will pass it along as we get it here on WTOP. When an assistant police chief for Montgomery County was suspended in June, county officials had little to say about it. And now that same high-ranking official is out of a job. And there's still little information on why. It's a personnel issue that's part of the response to questions about why, months after he was suspended with pay, Assistant Police Chief Carmen Faciolo is now, quote, no longer employed by Montgomery County. Faciolo was suspended in June after a reported violation of department policy. Then County Executive Mark Elrich declined to comment, saying he couldn't legally talk about personnel issues. Now his spokesperson, Scott Peterson, said little more than confirming Faciolo is out. Faciolo was appointed by Elrich in June of last year as a civilian assistant police chief. It's not clear if he'll be replaced Kate Ryan, WTOP News. A $10 million lawsuit has been filed against the D.C. Fire Department by four veteran African-American women who work as firefighters. WTOP's Dick Giuliano has that. The firefighters suing the city say they suffer racial and gender discrimination in pay and promotions and face harsher discipline than their white colleagues. All four are veterans, including Bebe Ajose, who's been with D.C. Fire and EMS for 21 years. And there's always something that is unfair as it relates to just being a woman or a brown woman in fire services. D.C. Fire Chief John Donnelly says he cannot comment on the lawsuit, but the department, he says, has a long history of hiring and promoting women. The $10 million lawsuit charges that D.C. Fire is a hostile work environment for black women firefighters. Dick Iliano, WTOP News. The owner of a D.C. nonprofit accused of fleeing the country with tens of thousands of dollars is denying the accusations. Attorney General Carl Racine's office is responding to reports that Casa Ruby's founder, Ruby Corrado, failed to pay workers and vendors. Racine plans to freeze all bank accounts associated with Casa Ruby, the nonprofit whose mission was to help young members of the LGBTQ community. This evening, Corrado told our news partners at NBC4 and Telemundo 44 that she has never taken money that was meant for the community. She also believes that D.C. owes her center almost $600,000. Casa Ruby opened its doors in 2012. Coming up after traffic and weather, we'll go deeper on the death of Al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zwarhi with Michael O'Hanlon, senior fellow at the Brookings Institution. It's 1107. When you wake up to go to work, do you ever think about how important your job is? When you hear steam fitter as an occupation, what do you think of? The truth is, most people don't know what a steam fitter is. More importantly, what we do and how much it impacts you. And to truly understand how important of a job it is, just take a moment to think about what your world would look like if you didn't have the ability to generate electricity, to have heating or air conditioning, microchip production, internet service, web-based storage, cellular service, medical gas systems in hospitals, lab gases for laboratories, pharmaceutical production, and frozen or refrigerated produce. Could you imagine? And these are just some of the things that we impact. 
The reality is that if Steam Fitters didn't install, retrofit, service, and maintain all the various systems that we are assigned to take care of, society would look completely different. Please visit steamfitters-602.org and let's talk about how we can bring